5: Well, you can't make it up. Right before
0: the election, you've got Joe Biden trying to scare the living hell out of everyone, not just America, but in the world, by saying it's Armageddon, World War III, and there's nuclear war that, you know, probably going to happen between Russia at some point. Now, before I get into that, I have some very big news that I'm going to break tonight, and some of it you may have already seen it on social media Uh, I am going to get to do something that I cannot tell you how excited I am, and that is get to host a podcast uh, on top of the show and my podcast. I'll keep doing that. Don't worry. Uh, But I'm going to get to do uh, at least three days a week co-hosting with a good friend of mine, the senator from Texas, Ted Cruz, his podcast, Verdict. So if you have not downloaded Verdict, do it right now. Uh, and uh, it is an amazing podcast he's been doing for several years. We are going to get to expand it to three days a week. And when big news is breaking, I wouldn't be surprised if you see four or five episodes in a week. Uh, this is going to be an incredible show for you to get information from uh, one of the most brilliant minds in politics, but certainly in the conservative movement and especially before the midterm. Now, before I bring in the center, I want to say thank you uh, and tell you about a really cool sponsor Turtle Box. It is the loudest, truly portable, waterproof Bluetooth speaker on the market. If you love being outdoors, you're going to love a Turtle Box. Uh, if you love to be outdoors in the wilderness or uh, hunting or fishing or camping or tailgating, you got to get a Turtle Box. The loudest, truly waterproof and ultra long battery life speaker. Collegiate color combinations as well. You can mix and match the color box with a custom handle to create your team's colors. This is perfect for sitting on the back patio, for camping, for hunting, fishing, tailgating, backyard parties. It is the perfect tailgating sound. Now, ladies, if you want to get a gift for your man that he will freak out and love, you need to get him a turtle box. It's also the best-looking speaker out there on top of that. So go to TurtleBoxAudio.com right now. Special offer. You'll get $20 off and free shipping if you use the promo code BEN. Go to TurtleBoxAudio.com and get the loudest outdoor speaker on the market. TurtleBoxAudio.com. Use the promo code Ben for $20 off and free shipping. With that being said, I want to bring in my good friend from Texas, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Senator, I appreciate you coming on my show, and I'm so excited about doing this new podcast with you, Verdict, three days a week.
2: Well, Ben, I, it is great to be on your show right now, and I'm really looking forward to to our joining together in, in Verdict. We've been doing it now just about three years, and, it, and it's been great fun. The podcast uh, was the number one ranked podcast in the world, and, it, and it, uh, it, it has been a tremendous experience of really trying to take people behind closed doors, uh, behind the curtain, and to understand what's really going on, what's going on in the United States Senate, what's going on in the Capitol, what's going on in the White House, what's going on with foreign policy, what's going on with the economy, what does all this stuff mean? And and it's been, you know, we launched the podcast uh, January three years ago, and it was the very first night of the first impeachment trial. And I spent the whole day on the Senate floor as one of 100 jurors in the the impeachment trial. And the trial wrapped up about midnight, one in the morning. And so I jumped in a truck and headed over to the studio and recorded the very first episode of Verdict that night. And we put it out uh, immediately. And we did that every single night of the impeachment trial. And it became real-time commentary analysis explaining What's going on? What is this all about? And and you know, part of the vision of the podcast was to have real substance. I remember early on discussions in verdict, uh, some of the team that was helping produce, this, produce it said, "Well, dumb it down a little more. It's it, it, it's too complex." And 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 I pressed back on that. I said, "Look, people don't want dumb. They do want understandable. They want to know what you're talking about." And and the analogy I used is if you go to the doctor and you've got some horrible disease. You don't want the doctor to say, well, Ben, you got a boo-boo. I mean, you want the doctor to tell you, okay, what's going on? Tell me what it is, but you don't want the answer to have a bunch of medical jargon that you have to have a medical degree to understand. So what we've tried to do with verdict is do the same thing, take complex issues and explain their real substance, but in a way that you don't have to be an expert on any of it to get it and know that's what's going on, and I'm really excited. You and I are going to be doing that now three times a week.
0: For people that may not have listened to your podcast, uh, this is one of the best things about your, your communications team and your staff. Uh, you, you've made it easy. I was honored and blessed to be with you in Vegas and, and got to speak at your rally in Vegas on this bus tour that you're doing, and I want to get into that in a second. But we've made it easy for people to grab verdict. Now, you can obviously download it wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and like I said, we're going to be doing this three days a week. But you can also just text, grab your cell phone right now, wherever you are, uh, and I want you, Senator, to give out you know—that how to, how to get that, how to text you, what to text, and we'll send you a link to the podcast, and then you can subscribe for free, auto-download for free, and get it every time we put an episode out.
2: So it's easy to do. You can text the word VERDICT to the number 24005. Again, that's just the word VERDICT to 24005, and what you get back is a text with a series of links depending on on how you want to download the podcast it just makes it very easy for you to do it
0: Uh, it's the easiest way to grab it. And again, you can do it. You can also tell Siri or Alexa play verdict uh, with Ted Cruz, and it will do it automatically. One of the things that I'm really excited about, Senator, with us getting to to work together and do this, is it's going to give you uh, an an unfiltered place to go and respond uh, to some news uh, when it, whether it be foreign policy, domestic policy, uh, are also issues that uh, a lot of people, I think, have been confused about. And I bring that up because there was a, a hit piece, and that's the only thing I know to, to call it, uh, is a hit piece that was put out by a conservative uh, website where they said that you had basically abandoned uh, your values. This was, I think, about a week ago. And, and my phone blew yeah. up from people that knew that I, that we knew each other. Uh, and also it just blew up from people that were saying, why did he sell us out uh, on this, quote, you know, liberal bill that was going to not it was going to protect big tech and not actually hold them accountable for censoring and silencing conservatives? And it was actually the complete opposite of that. The reality was yep. your amendment that you put in was backed by some of the most conservative organizations, including the Washington Times, Newsmax. The list genuinely goes on and on. But I want to talk about why did Breitbart come after you that way uh, and, and try to hit you this way and, and explain that for listeners, because it's important. I think they hear from you that, that their attack on you is a flat out just, in my opinion, faced lie.
2: Yeah. Look, I, I'm happy to, and, it, and it's a good example of some of the substance and battles that are going on every day in the Senate. Uh, so this all started about a month ago in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and we were marking up a bill that Amy Klobuchar had introduced along with John Kennedy. Kennedy, Amy is a Democrat from Minnesota. John, as you know, is a Republican from Louisiana. The bill they introduced is, is called the Journalism Competition Protection Act, and, and what it's designed to do is help Smaller media outlets, small local TV stations, local newspapers, uh, help them fight back against big tech. So what big tech does right now is it takes their content. It takes a story your hometown paper writes. It takes a story your hometown TV station puts up. And big tech puts it out there, doesn't pay them a penny. So the the local paper the local TV station spent lots of money producing that story. They don't get a penny. Big tech puts it out there on the internet, and then big tech runs lots of ads, and they make all the money advertising on the content the small local journalists produce. And so the the the, the little guys are, are really ticked off about it. And what this bill does is it allows smaller media outlets to join together and and bargain collectively, uh, and it gives them an exemption from the antitrust laws to bargain correct collectively. With Big Tech, Australia passed a very similar law, and the effect of it, Big Tech hated it, they screamed, they said it was terrible, and after it passed, Big Tech started paying these smaller local journalist outlets money for their stories, and so it it, it had a a real success record in Australia. Now, when it came up for the market markup, I was genuinely conflicted on it. I, I think Big Tech is one of the most malevolent evil forces on the planet. I think they abuse their power. And I'm just about always interested in any effort to weaken or strip away power from big tech. What I said at the markup, however, is that my number one concern with big tech is censorship. I think they blatantly censor conservatives. I think they abuse their power and they're getting worse and worse and worse. And at the markup, I offered an amendment and it was an amendment that prohibited big tech from colluding with local media to censor anybody. To censor conservatives, to silence conservatives, to shadow ban conservatives, to throttle conservatives, and, it's, and it and it created an exception. Well, what happened is my amendment passed at the markup because all the Republicans voted for it. Even John Kennedy, who was a sponsor of the bill, John is a good friend. He voted for it. Said he thought it was a great idea. And the Democrats screwed up. One of the Democrats was missing that day. John Ossoff from Georgia was in India, and he had gotten COVID. So he wasn't physically there, and he had not left a proxy to vote. You can tell your staff how you want to vote on a bill, but he hadn't done that. And So we voted on it. There are 11 Republicans, 11 Democrats on the committee because Ossoff was missing. My amendment passed 11 to 10. And people were shocked. They were stunned. And Amy Klobuchar said at the hearing, well, if this amendment's in here, I can't support my own bill, and I withdraw it. And listen, I've been serving ten years in the Senate. <laughs> never seen that happen. Yeah, I, mean, I won't vote for my stop. own. My, my, I won't vote for my own bill. That's something you don't hear every day. It, it, it was it was an amazing moment. Well, what happened after that is Amy came to me and said, "Listen, is there a way we can work together on this?" And I said, "Amy, my my view is the same as I said at the markup. If you include a prohibition on censorship, I'm for it. If you don't, I'm against it." And Amy and I sat down at a table together and wrote an amendment. We wrote a new amendment, but it contained an explicit carve-out, and it says the antitrust exemption will not apply to any censorship, any efforts to throttle, any efforts to uh, shadow ban, anything that is restricting a post based on content. It is the first meaningful prohibition on big tech censorship that has ever been drafted, and if this becomes law, it will be the first meaningful prohibition that's ever become federal law. At the markup, Amy accepted my amendment word for word, and so I voted for the bill, and the bill passed with a pretty sizable margin. So I thought it was a great victory. Big Tech hated the bill, and it was the first time we were going to do something meaningful to stop censorship. Well, what happened is Breitbart wrote a really nasty hit piece, and actually a series of hit pieces, And the fascinating thing that was not evident for many of the hit pieces, and they didn't bother to tell their readers, the reason Breitbart is mad is Breitbart has a sweetheart deal with big tech where they get a lot of revenue that no other conservative publisher gets. So among the people who were asking us to pass this were Newsmax, the Daily Caller, the Washington Examiner, all of these right-wing outlets that, that very much wanted this to pass because it's critical to, to their being able to survive. And, and all of them, by the way, wrote, wrote op-eds and editorials saying what a fantastic victory it was for conservatives. But because Breitbart is making a whole bunch of money on the status quo, and I guess they don't want other conservative outlets to be able to do the same, they decided to write what I thought was an incredibly dishonest hit piece, and, and it confused a lot of people.
0: And it went viral. And I think that's one of the things that's scary about social media is how quickly things can go viral. And, and I said this even before you and I talked, I said, you got to realize there's only one place in the conservative movement right now that's attacking Ted Cruz. And it's Breitbart. Think about that. All the others, right, are, are actually lobbying for this bill that you guys put together uh, that big tech genuinely did not like. Uh, And I do think there were some, and you mentioned it, Democrats understood, hey, this can work both ways, right? You get out of line and things can go the wrong way very quickly. And and this is one of the things I think is so important about your podcast, what you just did, giving a deep dive into the actual bill, how it's being made, where this, how this got from point A to point B is, is maybe one of the most important things that you get to do with verdict, this podcast. And I say it again to everybody listening. Make sure you download it. Auto subscribe to it uh, because it's gonna—it's it, an amazing podcast that we're expanding to to three days
5: a week.
6: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right, I want to get to the Hunter Biden story and get your take on this center. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you are ready to have an impact every time that you use your phone, and I'm talking about have an impact by supporting First and Second Amendment rights, supporting the rights of the unborn and fighting back every time you make a phone call, you need to know about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative Christian mobile phone provider. And they are using your phone bill when you pay it every month to actually fight for conservative causes while saving you money. Now, this isn't any extra add-on to your bill. They take a portion of your bill every month and they give it back to fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, and the second amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has now been attacked by the big media. Big tech is now coming after them, and that's why I want you to support them. If you want an affordable plan and you want to get the same great coverage you have right now, switch to Patriot Mobile. You're going to save money, and they use the same exact towers you're using right now. It's an affordable plan for you and your family or even your business or small business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use the same towers. If you haven't found out about Patriot Mobile, check them out. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code FERGUSON. 972-PATRIOT. Check them out. Senator, I want to get into the other big story about Hunter Biden and some of the breaking news with Hunter Biden. It specifically deals with the feds that are now saying, all right, we might charge him with some crimes. I am worried now that they're going to charge him... Uh, it, it, which is basically the equivalent of a slap on the wrist hoping they don't have to deal with all the other crimes that he may have committed and from his own words from his own emails from his own laptop from Tony Bobolinsky, and even more of the information that he divulged this week on Fox News Channel uh, it, 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 we keep seeing more and more come out and now it's almost like we see this weird last minute adjustment where it's like a rush to, to charge him with the bare minimum crimes and maybe not all of the things that he's been involved with how concerned are you over this because this has been several years they've been sitting on this yeah. and now we're starting to hear this okay let's run to the finish line we might charge him with tax crimes we might fall him with a false gun statement a false statement that's it i mean that if you look at his emails that is that is like the best case scenario if you're hunter biden am i wrong
2: you're not wrong. Uh, as I look at it, I think it is good news and bad news and good news and bad news. So what does that mean? It's good news because, look, at least if, if the reports are true, they're going to hold Hunter Biden accountable for something. And, and at this point, the list of crimes he's committed committed is pretty incredible. I'm glad to see him if he is, in fact, indicted and prosecuted. And, and I'm glad to see the law uh, holding him to account. That's 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 worthwhile. The bad news is exactly what you said. That it sure looks like they're trying to pick a couple of minor crimes to avoid prosecuting him for the much more serious corruption. Look, the stuff—they're the videos that we've all seen of him with crack cocaine, waving around a gun with prostitutes. I mean, on the face of it, you've got multiple felonies that that this rocket scientist videos himself committing. If you and I had done that, the popo'd come knock on the door and take us away. But but you know if the If you're Biden's son, apparently that didn't apply. Um, It does sure feel like these are the charges they're looking at because they don't want to look at the corruption of Burisma, the Ukrainian natural gas company, paying him $83,000 a month, despite the fact that he didn't speak the language. He knew nothing about oil or gas. And it was, it seemed pretty obviously a payoff because his father was vice president. They don't want to look at the chinese corruption of the chinese investing billions in his ventures paying him millions they certainly don't want to look in into 10% for the big guy and 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 the stuff that really goes to the heart of the corruption that's bad news if that's a cover up i will say that i told you good news bad news good news and bad news the good news also the fact that they're leaking this and are expected to do the indictment now shows that doj and biden are worried that they are perceived as too political and abusing DOJ and the FBI. Now they are of course too political and they're brazenly abusing DOJ and the FBI, but usually the Department of Justice has a protocol in place that they don't bring a high profile political indictment the month before an election. And and so the fact that they're proceeding now, I think shows that they're really scared the voters in November are ticked off at a bunch of politicized, weaponized, uh, federal agents being turned into the stormtroopers for the DMC. That's good news that they're scared. But here's the real bad news. I think the reason why they are contemplating and they may well go through with indicting Hunter Biden on something is they want to use that to say, on the one hand, we indicted Hunter, Hunter Biden. Now, on the other hand, let's indict Donald Trump. And I, and I see this as foreshadowing that these wild-eyed partisans are tr- are getting ready to try to bring an indictment against Donald Trump. And I think that would be a wild abuse of power if they do so.
0: Let me ask you, there are so many people that say, all right, if Republicans get back the House and Senate, you're on your bus tour right now, And 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 I want you to talk a little bit about the bus tour and why you're doing it, but I want to connect it to the payoff. And the payoff is, if Republicans get back control of the House and Senate, are we going to wuss out? Are we going to actually look at this laptop? Are we going to actually look at the abuse of power? Are we going to actually look at the, the the? I call it the Biden crime family for a reason, James Biden, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Are we going to look at all of these things or are they going to get away with it again? Because there's a certainly a feeling out there, Senator, by so many conservatives that feel like every time we get yeah. power, we screw it up and we don't actually do our job. So what does it look like if you guys get back control? the Senate and Republicans with Jim Jordan and Comer get back the House. What actually happens and changes?
2: Well, I think it will change dramatically, and there are lots of ways in which it changes. One of the most important is oversight, Uh, the ability to convene hearings, the ability to issue subpoenas, the ability to interview witnesses, the ability to to drill down and, and get the facts. Right now, the Democrats have the gavels in both houses. That means they're the only ones that can call a hearing. They're the only ones that can issue a subpoena and they have no interest in oversight on anything Biden is doing, any of the corruption, any of the terrible policies, none of this they wanna look at. Um, I believe it's very likely we're gonna win back both the House and the Senate. And if and when we do so, I'll tell you what I'm gonna be urging my colleagues is that we have vigorous oversight into every one of the issues you mentioned, that we have vigorous oversight into also big public policy issues like like covid the origin of covid the wuhan institute of virology the nih's funding of, of gain of function research dr fauci's repeated false statements under oath to congress that the the blatant corruption within this administration with big pharma on the backs of covid i think that needs serious systematic examination uh whether that happens will depend on the chairman of various committees you mentioned jim jordan if we retake the house and it is very likely that we'll retake the house jim jordan will be the chairman of the house judiciary committee jim is a close friend he's a strong conservative i have every confidence jim is going to be vigorous on this front if we retake the senate i am next in line to be chairman of the commerce committee i can promise you from that chairmanship i intend to be vigorous in oversight of this administration. I think that is a big, big deal, and I hope every chairman in both the House and Senate uses the full force and power and authority of the United States Congress to hold this administration accountable.
0: Let's talk about commerce for a second. My guest with me is uh, uh, U.S. Senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Uh, he is uh, now I get to say this. I'm going to, it's going to be fun to say for hopefully a very long time. Uh, my, my, my co-host on his, on his podcast is verdict with Ted Cruz. Make sure you download verdict wherever you get your podcast. So let's dive deep into the, th- how big of a deal it is if you become the chairman of commerce committee, what is the responsibilities of the commerce committee? Why is it so powerful in Washington and and what can be done in that role?
2: So the committee is called the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation. And so it has jurisdiction. I'll just read you what, what the committee has jurisdiction over. It has jurisdiction over the Coast Guard, over coastal zone management, over all communications. So the FCC, televisions, telephones, the Internet, all communications. It has jurisdiction over highway safety, inland waterways, interstate commerce, marine and ocean navigation, marine fisheries, merchant marine and navigation, non-military aeronautical and space sciences, so all of space, all of NASA, oceans, weather, and atmospheric activities, the Panama Canal, uh, regulation of consumer products and services, including testing relating to toxic substances. Regulation of interstate common carriers, and that includes railroads, that includes buses, trucks, vessels, pipelines, and civil aviation, all airlines. Science, engineering, technology research, sports, regulation of sports, squarely within the committee's jurisdictions. Standards and measurement, transportation, and transportation and commerce on the outer continental shelf lands. That's the jurisdiction of the committee. It's about 50% of the American economy that falls under the jurisdiction of the Commerce Committee.
4: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and
3: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: It's obviously very, very, very important, uh, to say the least, when you look at everything that's on there. And that's what's up for grab in these midterms. Let's let's go to the, the bus tour for a minute, Senator. You're, you're not up for reelection in this midterm, but what you have done is clearly committed yourself to making sure that other conservatives are getting elected to Congress. You understand how important it is, I think, as a team to make sure you have the majority come November uh, or really come January, but when in November in the House and the Senate. And that's why you're, you're busing, barnstorming all over the country to help others get elected. I think it's incredible work that you're doing. Talk a little bit about the bus tour and how people can find out more.
2: Well, the bus tour has been phenomenal. We, we are nine days into the bus tour. We, we launched it just over a week ago. And, and my objective is twofold. Number one, retake the House and Senate, which I think we have an historic opportunity to do this election. But number two, I want to see strong, principled conservatives elected so that once we have majorities, we do something with it. We follow through on our promises. So the bus tour is a month long, and it's a 17-state tour. We're doing 35 stops. All, all over the country. So we started in Tomball, Texas, which is just north of Houston, did a big rally there. We went down to the Rio Grande Valley. We did rallies in McAllen, Texas and Harlingen, Texas and Laredo, Texas. From there, we went to New Mexico, did a big rally in New Mexico. Then we went to Arizona, did two rallies in Arizona, one in Tucson, one just outside of Phoenix. Then we went to Nevada did a rally in Vegas for two congressional candidates. You joined us for that. A great opportunity to retake both the Senate and to win three House seats in in Nevada. From there, went to Utah, did a big rally for Mike Lee. He's got a very important Senate race in Utah. And and after Utah, I'm in Utah right now, uh, after that, we're headed to Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, and then back up to Michigan, to Wisconsin, and back down to Texas the day before Election Day to close out the tour.
0: It's so important that we get the right people elected. And I do think, Senator, one of the problems we've seen is there's been a lot of of distractions going into this midterms. People trying to talk about January 6th. People trying to talk about Donald Trump. People trying to make this election about Donald Trump. And and I think one of the things that is that the reason why you've kind of seen uh, the numbers go back in favor of Republicans over the last week, week and a half is, it seems like a lot of conservatives are going back to the basics, which is exactly what they should be talking about. They should be talking about the economy. They should be talking about energy independence. They should be talking about foreign policy. And that brings me to this foreign policy. I call it a blunder. And I want to get your reaction uh, to Scott Kirby today, try to go on TV and clean up Joe Biden warning the world, warning America of a nuclear Armageddon amid Putin's threats. And this is what he said on ABC this week.
5: Spokesman John Kirby. Good morning, John. Let's start with President Biden's comments saying we are facing the potential of a nuclear Armageddon. I know the White House has said these are consistent with comments he has used in the past, but he's never said anything quite as stark as this. So is the president right? Are we facing a potential nuclear Armageddon?
6: The president was reflecting the very high stakes that uh, they're in, in play right now, Martha, when you have uh, modern nuclear power and the leader of that modern nuclear power willing to use irresponsible rhetoric the way that Mr. Putin has uh, several times in just the last week or two, uh, as well as uh, the, the high tensions in Ukraine uh, over just the course of the last few days. So the president, I think, was accurately reflecting uh, the fact that the stakes are very high right now.
0: Senator, you've been briefed. You get national security <laughs> issues across your desk. You get, I'm sure, classified briefings along the way as well. You hear the White House now saying and Biden warning, we got a nuclear Armageddon amid these Putin threats. And then you got Kirby going out there trying to somewhat clean it up without saying the president spoke out of line. This is absurd. Let's go back to reality. What is your reaction to having the president? United It's America. I clearly think this is a political ploy right before the election saying, hey, I'm saving you. I'm protecting you. The Democrats are great and there's Armageddon. You don't want to switch and have Republicans in charge now. How shocked were you by this, these statements in the White House?
2: You, you know, sadly, I'm not, not shocked at all. Uh, there, there, there are a couple of things going on. Number one, everybody knows now that this president is, is wildly diminished in terms of his mental capacity. Uh, he's seriously unable to, to, to stay engaged. And so he says things every single day The White House has to send out staff to clean up something Biden said. You know, it's the old cleanup on aisle six that that, that's what what Biden is doing. He just shoots off his mouth. He doesn't you know, this is a guy that shakes hands with the empty air. He's not. I've known Joe Biden a long time. He was vice president when I was first elected. Joe swore me in 10 years ago. he, He wasn't a rocket scientist, but he didn't have full on dementia. What we see now is really dangerous because. Nobody knows what he's going to say today or tomorrow or the next day, and that is not a good thing for the commander-in-chief. Now, put on top of that the reality that this administration on foreign policy has managed to get every single decision wrong for two years. They've made such a mess of it. Um, the, The disturbing thing is, look, Biden is not crazily wrong. He is he is risking nuclear armageddon, and he's messed up foreign policy to the greatest ex- extent since the Cuban Missile Crisis under JFK. And, and, and this is Biden's fault. He's causing the crisis. You know, before the election, Biden and all the Democrats said, we need to put the adults back in charge of foreign policy. Well, I've got to say, these numbskull adults, they've surrendered to the Taliban. Every region of the earth on Earth is, is worse. Every enemy of America is stronger they've abandoned and undermined our friends and allies and what's utterly bizarre the Biden policy is is in in many ways very simple on foreign policy all of our friends nations like Israel nations like the United Kingdom nations like Guatemala nations like India this administration goes out of their way to undermine to ridicule to attack Saudi Arabia he, he said, we're going to make Saudi Arabia a pariah, despite the fact that the Saudis uh, have been longtime allies of us. And on the flip side, the enemies of America, nations like China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, they bend over backwards to surrender to, to send billions of dollars to. And, and the result is the chaos we have. You know, I hear Biden saying that. And my reaction is, boy, that's a heck of an advertisement. Uh, for for the foreign policy under Democrats brings you to the brink of nuclear Armageddon. That's that that's really encouraging. My
0: guest with me is a U.S. Senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Uh, I am now co-hosting uh, his podcast with him, Verdict with Ted Cruz, uh, in addition to this show. So if you've not downloaded Verdict, make sure you do it. And Senator, I want to ask you about the economy in just a moment. Before I get to that, I need to tell you about my good friends at Legacy Precious, Metals. If you're paying attention, you've seen that the stock market has been plummeting. Many economists are predicting this is just the beginning, and we could see a market pullback well into 2023. If that happens, you're going to see tremendous losses in your portfolio. Many of you have already ha- seen those losses. That is where there's an upside with gold. In the 2008 crash, when the market dipped, gold went up. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when investing in gold and precious metals. They can advise you on whether gold is right for you, whether it becomes part of your retirement account or having physical metals shipped directly to you. When it comes to your finances, you want to act before it's too late. Be informed on your options. Legacy Precious Metals expert team can answer all your questions. So call Legacy Precious Metals today. 866 751 2218. That's eight six six seven five one two two one eight. Or you can even download their comprehensive gold guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Senator, let's talk real quick about the economy. You look at the foreign policy blunders, you bring it back home. Uh, even Larry Summers now from Harvard Kennedy School today, he said, and this made me laugh a little bit, I, I believe if you look at the actual definition of recession, we're in it right now. Larry Summers is letting you know how bad it's going to get by saying, well, it's not a recession yet, but listen.
5: I think it's more likely than not that sometime in the next year or 18 months, uh, we will have a recession. I think that's a, con- that's a
2: consequence
5: of the excesses that the economy has uh, been through. And historical experience suggests that uh, the kind of inflation we have rarely returns to normal levels, to target levels of around 2% without some kind of recession. Now, I don't think that means we're going to have something like we had after COVID
2: or something like we had during the financial crisis. But I do think that uh, we had a period of very substantial stimulus, and I think the other side of that is likely to be a downturn.
0: Senator, I love how he gives this explanation and says it's basically the people's fault when it's clearly the government's fault and the leadership of Joe Biden, the policies uh, of Joe Biden that have gotten us where we are. And the scary part is he's basically saying, all right, for the next two years, we're going to be in a recession, I think. Uh, It's not going to come out of it probably any time in the next, you know, 18 months. But he refuses to put this at the doorstep of the Biden administration. And it's like he's not willing to tell you it's bad. He's going to say it's going to be bad in the future, but not right now, because we've got to get through the election before I can tell you the truth.
2: Well, look, I got to say what Larry Summers has been saying is extraordinary. I mean, Larry Summers is someone who's been a Democrat his entire life. He was the Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton. Uh, He was the director of the National Economic Council under Barack Obama. He was president of Harvard University. I mean, this guy is as as much a Democrat as anyone on the planet, and yet he's one of the few Democrats who hasn't gone insane. Uh, There used to be rational Democrats. They used to exist in Washington. What's happened in the last two years is the Democrat Party has handed their agenda over to the cuckoo birds, to the radical left, and, and what Larry Summers just pointed out is said, look, you can't spend 14 trillion dollars and not have runaway inflation when the government printing presses run 24 hours a day, printing trillions and trillions of dollars. Every dollar they print makes the dollar in your wallet or your bank account worth less because there are more dollars chasing the same goods. That that has been basic economics 101 for a long, long time, and and these socialists who are controlling the Democrat Party in Congress and the Biden White House, they want to ignore that reality. You look at a recession. A longtime definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Now, it is a fact, indisputable, that the last two quarters, we have had negative GDP growth. This White House is so craven and cynical they sent out their mouthpieces to say, we're changing the definition of recession. So it's no longer two negative quarters of, of economic go- growth. It's whatever this, this committee of experts says it is, as long as it's not right now. And really what they're saying is we're just not going to call it a recession because we got an election coming up. Recession in their book is only something that happens when Republicans are in charge. I got to say it's ridiculous. I'm glad Larry Summers Is one of the few people with the guts to say, of course, the high cost you're paying at the grocery store and the gas pump and everywhere else is the result of this wild spending spree from the Democrats.
0: It is nice to at least see some sort of reality check there. Senator, uh, this is going to be really fun for people that are listening right now. Uh, make sure you download uh, the Senator's Podcast Verdict with Ted Cruz wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're going to be doing this three days a week. I'm honored to be co-hosting it with you. Uh, we're going to give you breaking news, a deep in-depth analysis so you understand what's really going on behind the scenes, not just the headlines. Uh, and, and Senator, will you tell people again, if they want to get that text message they can easily download the show uh, and get that link how do they do that
2: you text the word verdict to the number two four zero zero five again the number is two four zero zero five and you text the word verdict and you'll get a link right back that lets you subscribe right there from your phone
0: And if you want to see the senator out on the bus tour, doing amazing work, getting uh, conservatives elected, uh, you can go to the website, see what other places are on there, Uh, other towns and cities. we got a lot more still left on that last senator. How do they find out where you're going to be next?
2: So the website is tcbustour.com. Again, that's and And it's really cool. It has an interactive map where it shows you all of the stops that we've got coming up for the next month traveling. So if you're in any of those 17 states, you can go there, find out when we're there. And we're doing rallies in every one of those states with Senate candidates, with House candidates. The rallies have been incredible. We're seeing packed houses, lots of energy, people just really energized to show up and and take our country back. And you can sign up on the website and get free tickets right there and have a lot of fun, see some incredible candidates, would love for you to come out come out on the
0: road with us senator i appreciate it as always it's going to be a lot of fun download verdict grab it uh and it's going to be uh three days a week we'll be doing this at least three days a week and uh it's going to be a lot of fun so thanks for coming on my show uh helping break this news and uh and for everybody listening grab the podcast uh verdict with ted cruz right now wherever you get your podcasts and senator is always a pleasure and i have a feeling we'll be doing this a lot more often